Welcome to Season 4 of the Social Pros Podcast, where we shine the spotlight on real people doing real work in social media and learn the social secrets of the world's most interesting brands. Social Pros is sponsored by Integrated PR Software from Cision, by the easy-to-use farm builder, FarmStack, by the relational data miner of target customers, Affinio, and by the social marketing promotions and management tool, ShortStack. Your Social Pros co-hosts are Jeff Roars from Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. I am, as always, Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, joined, as always, by my pal Jeffrey K. Roars, the vice president of last second buzzer beaters at salesforce marketing cloud mr roars is a proud cleveland resident how about that lebron james oh i love that shot although i think both teams had a lot of complaints about the officiating in that game <laughs> tis the season it for, was uh, uh, fun to watch you know back-to-back ones right Derek rose hits crazy. his uh, bank shot to win game three and lebron hits his uh, in the corner three or i don't know if it was a deuce to uh to tie it up so uh, i'll tell you what though they need a triage unit for those teams they're gonna be down to i think three players each by the end of this series yeah it is uh it is physical that is for certain <laughs> survival least. of the fittest uh speaking of survival of the fittest our guest on the big uh, social pros podcast today has recently come through his own uh seven game series so to speak uh eric haftel who is the social media marketing manager at jackson hewitt tax service has lived to tell the tale of his first ever uh tax season working for a tax preparation brand he has caught his breath he has uh probably been on some sort of beach somewhere drinking daiquiris and now he has uh, returned and revitalized to be on the social pros podcast eric Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I wish I was uh, on the beach someplace, but sadly, I missed that. Yeah, it went, went right from tax season to uh, to getting ready for the next tax season, I presume. Tell the folks who listen to the podcast, if they're not familiar, a little bit more about Jackson Hewitt and about the organization and its scope and scale. So Jackson Hewitt is the second biggest tax service in the nation. Uh, we're right behind H&R Block. We pretty much just restarted our brand or you know relaunched our brand I think is a better way of saying it. Um, we have a new CEO, uh, David Prokupek, who is the former CEO of Smashburger. We are a tax service that we, we built ourselves on working hard for the hardest working and we want to help all the hardest working Americans out there to get as much money as possible and we have the biggest refund guaranteed. Now, because everybody knows, I think, who's listening to the show, although we we do have a fair amount of international guests, so perhaps they're not familiar, the uh, tax payment and application filing deadline in the United States is April 15th uh, every single year. So I suspect that you have quite a bit of seasonality in your social media in terms of the volume of chatter uh, in, say, April 2nd versus November 2nd. Uh, how, How do you handle that? That is so different than a lot of the other people we've had on the program. Uh, you're absolutely correct. So um, during tax season, basically starting around January 1st, maybe a little bit earlier, to close to the end of April, we blow up on social media where we are getting hundreds of comments at times an hour, at times a day, 
it, it, it's it's just crazy. Um, and we have very very passionate um, people on our social media page. So it's it's something difficult to to expect and to prepare for because the thing with the tax industry is you only get one chance at anything. So if something goes wrong or if something goes right, people are there and they're going to be talking to you about it. And so it it's it's a very interesting business to be in. Um, like you said, this was my first one, so I had you know I learned a little bit while I was out there because I definitely did not know what to expect, but. Um, it's already slowed down a lot, and right now we're in the process of working towards what are we going to do next year, and, and you know how are we going to build up our tax school. What does your team look like? How, how do you field that many customer interactions in social? Well, this year we kind of started to do something different. Um, we had a team of, at one point, seven to ten uh, social media customer support specialists um, who are working underneath me, and at times we would have two to three on at a time. So that would be covering Facebook, Twitter. Um, we work with New Brand Analytics uh, to to check our, you know, throughout the entire organization what's going on. Um, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, even with having those four people on there, I'm on there responding to clients, um, responding to questions, concerns, and it, it, it never stops. So we had people from 9 to 9, but there were times that things were going on much later that I would be responding, you know, at 1 in the morning. And it's just you have to respond and you have to make sure that, that the customers know that we care about them, we care about the problems, and we want to make sure that if there is a problem, we, we solve it. And if there isn't one and they're just happy to be a part of Jackson Hewitt, that we tell them, hey, did you know we had a refer friend program? You can get a little bit extra money on top of your already biggest tax return. It's amazing to think about, right, that you've got hundreds of people uh, trying to reach out to Jackson Hewitt uh, in social media, and some of them, you know, late into the evening, as you said, one thirty in the morning, etc. And and not that long ago, I mean, that would have been unthinkable to even suggest that you could interact with somebody who's preparing your taxes at one thirty in the morning, even in tax season, is laughable, right? It was okay if you got an issue, call, make an appointment, come back in and see your tax preparer, you know, a week from Thursday. And, and now people are jumping on a Facebook page or a Twitter account, uh, you know, in the middle of the night and saying, hey, I want to hear back from my accountant or the company that represents my accountant, like right now. Uh, and, and that is really a, a tremendous sea change in customer expectations, customer experience, and, and what an organization like yours has to bring to the table to even be in this business. You're absolutely right. It, it's, you know, people are coming and they want to hear back. Social media is all about the right now. And, you know, if, if we didn't respond to them for an hour or two hours, they, they wouldn't come back. I mean, that's all it is. On social media, if I'm coming to you with a question, I want an answer right now. Even if you can't give me the answer, I want to know that you saw my question and you're going to get on it as fast as possible. Um, you know, a lot of times we we can't give tax advice. I am not a tax professional by any means. Um, I know about the tax business, but I do not know how to how to do your taxes for you. 
And so there are a lot of times that we have to say, you know, the best option is to make it make an appointment with your tax repair. That's never going to change because those people are the ones, they're the frontline defense of our business. Without them, we have no business. So we have to always be pushing the people back into the, the offices to meet with those tax repairs. But like you said, we have to res re be responding on social media as fast as possible to say, as Jackson Hewitt, we hear you and we're going to take care of it. So if it means that we're going to reach out to your tax repair, we'll do that. If it means that it's just easiest for you to go back in, we're going to suggest when and where to go. And, and, and we are going to take care of it. Uh, our CEO, um, Dave, he, he came in and he had a passion for social media. He still has a passion. Um, he's the reason I have the job that I have. And he came to me and said, we are going to be responding within 15 minutes on social media because that's what we are going to have to do to be the best in the business. And coming into this season, we didn't have a protocol to say we're going to respond within 10, 15, 20, two hours. We, we, we had nothing. Um, it was we're going to respond, but there wasn't a set time. And this this year, or it wasn't even a year, this tax season, uh, I was able to influence the organization to make that change, and we now are recognized on Facebook as being a company that responds within minutes, and none of our competitors can say that at this point. Now, I suspect that you still get a ton of phone calls and email inquiries, probably more so than you get in social. Uh, it's just, you know, not everybody wants to complain or ask for help on Facebook or Twitter just yet. How does your team, the social team, interact and, and sync up with support that's being provided via telephone or email? I suspect it's a different department, uh, but but do you get together and kind of coordinate what you're going to say or, or how does how does that work in the organization? So I would say that this year was kind of a work in progress as we built out how that's going to be. Um, but the one thing I can say is that my group and me are really heavily connected to the customer support team. Um, now, it, it is a little bit strained at times because they know a lot of a lot of different things when it comes to customer support that maybe we don't, and we're not receiving the phone calls, we're not receiving those emails. We're getting them through social media, and we're pushing them to that team if necessary. Um, the, the best place that we are connected is we have this thing called a client care system, and that basically means that there's a problem that needs to be looked at. My team, including myself, would talk to these people on social media, and when there was something that was something that couldn't be resolved through us, and it couldn't be resolved by just saying, "Why don't you go back and talk to your tax your tax preparer or the store manager?" We would actually open a case, and then immediately went to the the particular office that the problem occurred at, as well as the entire customer support team. So. We were talking to them at all points, whether it was actually by phone or just through the customer care program. Um, they know what we're doing, and we know what they're doing. And when they had 
issues arising through phone calls, they would be coming to us to say, hey, keep an eye on this on social media. And in actuality, we did this the exact same thing. Where There were times that things came through social media that had yet to hit the phone lines or had yet to hit email, and I would call the head of the customer support team and say, hey, this is coming up. Make sure that you're ready for this. And because of that, they were ready in advance just like we were ready in advance. And, and I think that you know, we resolved any issues or anything that could have been bigger in past, in past seasons much, much faster and in a much better way. And you know, I, I think that our customers can see that and, and hopefully appreciate that. Hey, Eric, it's Jeff. I'm interested in what you guys are doing on YouTube because you're leveraging that channel heavily. Can you share a little bit with listeners about how that has fit into your social plans? Absolutely. Um, you know, YouTube is a very interesting one uh, that we're – I'm very interested in building it out more than we have. Um, I think that we've used it to share our commercials. We've used it to share our, our, our messaging. Um, but one thing that we just used – YouTube for was uh, an idea that I had at the end of the tax season to to show the clients our preparers. We did a big thank you video, and the way that we did that is we actually just sent out a mass email to the entire system at large to say, our customers know you. Our clients see you. They don't see me, and we want to have you guys say thank you for coming in because the customers are going to see your face and are going to recognize your face and, and your names. And it's because of our clients that we had a great tax season. It's because of our, our tax preparers at the same time that we also had a great tax season. Because without great tax preparers, we couldn't have done it. And without great clients, we also couldn't have done it. And so we used YouTube to push out this big thank you video that our tax preparers filmed with their cell phones, iPads, whatever they had. They sent it to us. I compiled it with, um, with, with somebody here at corporate. And we, we put it out there. Actually, just today we launched it. Um, and I think that it's going to be a really, really nice success story for us to, to, to share with our clients and to share with really our tax preparers to say, you know, we're doing big things here and, and we could not do it without without anybody else. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I want to build out YouTube more than we have thus far, but it's, it's, it's a really big thing for us. It's videos are what grabs your attention. Videos are what makes you sit there and watch um, more than some words on a paper or words on a page. You know, any post that I put out there is going to get, so many more impressions if it's a video because it's just much more interesting than me saying happy mother's day or whatever it is sure how uh, granted the with the campaign just launching you don't have metrics for its performance but anecdotally um what has been the uh the mood around the um uh the uh, tax preparers who have participated in it so far uh did they embrace it did you see a uh, kind of a sea change there, uh, or you know, was there kind of a uh, a ripple effect where you know one preparer mentions to another that they're doing this, and then all of a sudden you're getting uh, additional submissions? Yeah, absolutely. It really was a ripple effect. Uh, people are excited about it, 
Um, this is something that we've never done before, and I, I can especially say that I've never done it, being that this was my first year, and I just thought, you know, what we're trying to do is make the tax preparers the star of the show, because that's what they are, um, and they're the people that should be seen. Um, you know, the clients are not going to be excited about seeing Eric, the social media marketing manager. They're going to be excited about seeing Todd, their tax preparer. Um, and so the, the tax preparers really have, have been getting into it, and it was a much bigger submission list than I than really I expected, um, but I'm really happy to see it. I, I think the tax preparers are seeing that we, we appreciate them, and it, it was exactly like you said. One person did it, and then they passed it along to another person and another person and another person, as well as franchisees. You know, we, we are mostly a franchisee business. And one franchisee did it and had their entire team do it, and then they would tell one of their other franchise, one of the other franchisees that they work with a lot, "Hey, did you see this?" And that's exactly what it was. It was a word of mouth thing, and that's what this entire campaign is going to be. People aren't going to know to come to our social media page to say, you know, they're going to do a thank you video. I think people are going to be sharing it and are going to be saying, "Did you see me? Did you did you you see my?" entire team it's gonna you know it's 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 an interesting thing and I think it's gonna be really nice for us now you mentioned the, the franchisee model and in, in episodes long ago I think we got more into you know social media policies and things of that nature I'm interested in maybe revisiting that topic in your scenario to understand where are the dividing lines uh, between you know the type of content or inquiries that you encourage franchisees to perhaps engage directly in social media versus those that you try and cordon off for more of a, uh, a corporate voice uh, response or a customer service response at the highest level? So that one is probably the trickiest subject that I, that I get involved with. So our franchisees are heavily involved, are really, really knowledgeable about this business, and they know about taking care of the customers. They know more they know that so much more than we do. And that's how we come up with our promos. That's how we come up with the things that we do is we meet with our franchisees and say, what do you see? What do you hear? Um when it comes to social media, I think that there are times that it's it's really, really difficult to to deal with something on social media itself. It's difficult for me, and I'm a little bit separated from the situation. Nobody knows who I am, so I'm a third-party person saying, I want to take care of this, this situation. Um, when there's positives, I always encourage the franchisees to share that and to, to encourage their customers to say, you know, I, I had a great time on Yelp and, and, and on Facebook and on Twitter, um, and I want that franchisee to embrace that and to say thank you. Um, you know, come back and see us again next season. Tell your friends, whatever it is. But the thing that I think is hardest is that these franchisees, they, this is their their life. They own this business and it the only the business owns them. And when somebody goes on to Yelp and says, I had a terrible time with this tax repair or I had a terrible time with this store owner, 
I think it's really hard to separate yourself and to say, let's talk this through because that's the power of social media. You are hidden behind a mask and you can say whatever you want and that it's really, really hard for the franchisees to just sit there and say, well, that's not fair because maybe some of that's not true or some of that is a little taken out of context, whatever it is. It's really hard because that's their baby. This is their business and this is their life. And if somebody's calling out your baby, you want to stand and say, no, I'm going to take care of it. And that's where I think it's actually much, much more beneficial for me to come in because I am so far removed to the customer. The only way that I'm connected is I am part of the Jackson Hewitt Corporation. Um, but that customer does not know who I am and has no interaction with me. And I think it's much easier for me to, to take the first call, if you will, and say, what's going on? And give that franchisee the background to say, this is what the person is saying. This is why they feel that way. And I give the franchisee the ammunition to go back and say, this is how I can help. And I think that it's really been a great, you know, a great thing that we've set up is that the franchisees allow me to take that first step and to say, we want to make this right. And after we get to kind of the bottom of what the, how the customer feels and how the client is, is, is coming at the situation, the franchisees really are much more equipped to, to deal with the, the problem and make sure that it's resolved much faster than it would be maybe if you just come, come into a situation frustrated and on the defense. Yeah, just because you, you don't have personal involvement in it, so you can be a little bit more dispassionate and objective and kind of cooler heads will prevail. Uh, we're going to be back with more from Eric Haftel in just a second from Jackson Hewitt. First, I'm going to tell you about this week's sponsors of the big podcast, Social Pros. This week's sponsors include our pals at Salesforce Marketing Cloud. They are so wise to have Jeffrey K. Roars on the payroll. Salesforce Marketing Cloud put together uh, an amazing piece of research. They surveyed over 5,000 marketers all over this globe that we are standing on right now to understand their top priorities for 2015 across all digital channels. The outcome of that research is the State of Marketing Leadership Report. It's free from Salesforce. You can download it right now. The State of Marketing Leadership Report, it will tell you what everybody's thinking their priorities should be this year. In some cases, it's social media customer service, as we're talking about today with Eric. You can grab that right now at convinceandconvert.com slash three. That's convinceandconvert.com slash the number three. Also this week, the show is brought to you by our pals at Formstack. I use these guys all the time myself. They are a terrific, easy-to-use form-building solution for non-technical people. You can do all kinds of cool A-B testing, etc. They have a really interesting uh, guide that you should take a look at. Probably everybody listening to this show is involved in form completion at some level. This new guide from Formstack is called Everything You Need to Know About Form Conversions. Uh, one of their secrets is a social media hack that can increase 
form fill out rates by 189%. Find out how. Go to convinceandconvert.com slash eight. That's convinceandconvert.com slash the number eight. Thanks as always to Formstack. And last this week, but certainly not least, our pals at Affinio. Uh, love this tool. Been using it a lot on the consulting side of our business at Convince and Convert. Uh, they take a really deep network analysis approach to mining your Twitter audience. Uh, we'll show you all kinds of really interesting segmentation, almost takes your uh, Twitter audience and creates personas out of it so you can tailor your content uh, in a better way for subsections of your fans. In fact, I should tell you that all the guests on the Social Pros podcast get a free report from Affinio uh, diagnosing and dissecting their Twitter audience. We'll send one of those over to Eric as soon as the show is over. Uh, you can check this out yourself. You'll learn a lot about your audience go to convinceandconvert.com slash nine that's convinceandconvert.com slash the number nine that's our friends at affinio jeffrey so eric uh one of our traditions now is to get into a little bit of your backstory your origin story of how you got where you are um did you in fact uh, go to school uh with an intention of getting into social, or were there some uh, curves in there? I actually went to school for journalism. Um, I had communications. Uh, I got a Bachelor of Arts in Communications with a focus in journalism. Uh, I really wanted to be on the radio, so you're making my dreams come true. Thank you. Um, but um, I, I really wanted to be on the radio or, or write articles. I actually started out my, with my own show where I did interviews with celebrities um, called Eric Live on the Air. Um, and so no, I really didn't actually plan on being a social media marketer. Um, but based on that show that I did and based on me writing articles and different things, I kind of gained the experience of being a marketer by building my own brand and pushing out my articles and and, and in my radio podcast or whatever it was through social media channels and, and, and through just organic branding. Um, and it turned into a career, if you will. And uh, any interesting uh, job or life experiences that uh, are unexpectedly helping you in your current role? You know, something that uh, you just you couldn't have foreseen, but, uh, boy, you're really glad you have it uh, kind of in your uh, either job or educational history? Probably the, the, the Eric Live in the Air. That really just, that was something I started out of nowhere just because I had an interest, and it's really been the thing that has has helped me most throughout my career. It, it led me to where I am today, and it's it's really, uh, it, was, it was a blessing, it, and it came out of nowhere, Excellent. so probably that. Excellent. And uh, setting aside what you do for uh, for work, what is your personal favorite social media channel and why? Um, well, I, I actually really like to follow different people. I like to follow influential people. So it's hard to pick just one. I guess if I had to pick just one, it would be um, Dwayne Johnson. He always is doing different movies and different things, and so he's always putting out some type of little campaign. So it's, it's actually really interesting to watch how he does the differences between his, his wrestling past and his now A-list statuses of, of, of a celebrity. 
Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. The the Dwayne Johnson, formerly The Rock, now an actor uh, answer. That is fascinating to me. Um, that's something we should get that guy in the podcast. He would be an, an amazing uh, an amazing guest on Social Pros. If you get him, please bring me back. Okay, we will we will let you know. You'll be a special guest. He's on the uh, big promotional tour for San Andreas, the, the uh, Earthquake of the Year uh, movie. Yeah, that looks pretty good. I saw a trailer so, uh, the other day. Yeah, I was I was I went to actually see the Avengers yesterday, and that was the trailer that popped up first, and uh, I was really interested to see to see it after I saw the trailer for that. It actually made me start to think about that more than the Avengers, and well, that quickly subsided once I started watching the Avengers. Eric, I'm going to ask you the uh, the two questions that we ask everybody on the Big Social Pros podcast. One you may have already answered accidentally, so I will allow you to change your answer or stick with The Rock when we get there. Uh, the first question for you, Eric Haftel, Social Media Marketing Manager for Jackson Hewitt Tax Preparers is, if you could give people one tip, uh, one tip, folks who are looking to become a Social Pros, what would you tell them? Never accept no always push to to make the change that you you think is possible uh that's probably the biggest one i would go with i like that a lot we haven't had uh somebody answer that in that way i really like that it's particularly appropriate i think in social where in many cases you're getting involved in things in your organization that have never been done before that haven't been tried before and there's uh, skeptics in the organization and people who are like now it's a waste of time or i'm not going to give you the resources so i think that is very well articulated the last question uh, for you, Eric, is if you could do a Skype call with any living person, who would it be? Is it still The Rock or you get somebody else? Yeah, this is a toss-up. This, is, this was actually the hardest question, knowing, knowing that uh, I had to figure this out. Um, I'm between two people, but I'm, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to switch my answer because I love The Rock. I love him, and I think that he is incredible. And seems like a pretty humble guy. But I have to go with the person who I would kill to meet. And that is Ellen DeGeneres. She is just the best. There you go. Fantastic. And I think a couple of our friends did the, uh, you know, have have lunch with Ellen campaign a couple years ago. Brian Kramer and DJ Waldo. I don't know if you saw that, Eric. They 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 tried to put together this whole social media program to uh, connect with Ellen. And it, it was unfortunately unsuccessful. But they but they did a ton of work uh, to try and uh, reach out to her and connect with her. I actually did see that. I remember seeing that. And I part of me was was rooting for them. And the other part was just like, man. I wish I was with that. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, the, the thing about The Rock, too, if you do the Skype call with The Rock, you definitely have to go widescreen. So you have some AV challenges that you wouldn't necessarily have to have with Ellen. So that's an advantage there as well. You can go 4-3 instead of 16 very 9 true. right? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he would definitely... He, he's, he very much is like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Fills the frame. And yeah, I saw something somewhere. Much. I don't know if it was like BuzzFeed or... Uh, I think it was a, it was a more credible place than that, but uh, and they kind of went through what that guy eats on a daily basis, and it was unreal. I watched the video yesterday. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and I yep. was like, wow. Uh, are you are you talking about the one with the challenge? No, this was just his day to day, just like his day to day routine, you know, just to kind of stay that big and that that bulky. And it's you know, the guy basically eats like four chickens and like eighteen salmon a day, right? It was like some crazy deal. Uh, it is remarkable. It's like being right. in the Olympics yeah. all the time. 
Yeah, I saw I saw the article where they where they shared the things that he ate, and I, the video I was talking about is actually it may have been on BuzzFeed that I watched it, but somebody was challenged and he accepted the challenge of eating everything that The Rock ate in a day, um, and he he did not succeed. He got close because he was working out throughout the entire day, but he also didn't like fish, so he went that, in that hurts. with without a chance because every time he saw the fish he just gagged well that's somebody who doesn't like fish at all we think we need to do that jeff we need a uh, we need the exact we need a social pros diet plan uh that stars you and i there'll, there'll be a lot of uh a lot of smoked meats a lot of bacon it'll be mostly bacon it'll be bacon pulled pork brisket and uh in my case craft beer and tequila so we'll, we'll put that together for the next episode the uh, social pros cookbook actually you know that would be a fun hey, piece of content I, social pros cookbook we'll get a recipe from each of the guests and put that together on slideshare maybe that's what we'll do this year oh i like that'd be idea. fun i, can, I, like I will say though i can drink anybody under the table when it comes to diet that is true ladies and gentlemen i can attest you do not want to get into a diet coke contest with jeffrey k roars <laughs> True story. I I think my dad could take you. My dad is a Diet Coke phenom, if you will. Oh, the challenge is I'm on. all about the Coke Zero. Man. I have uh, completely switched over to the Coke Zero, which fun, oh, you're so you're <laughs> fun fact. Uh, the flight attendants hate Coke Zero when you order it because, and I saw this on Quora or something. Uh, it has the the highest um, fizz uh, quotient of any soda. And so when they pour the Coke Zero, it takes them longer to pour it because they got to wait for the foam to go down, even more so than Diet Coke. Uh, and so every time you order the Coke Zero, you just watch. The flight attendant gives you a little bit of the side eye. Well, they'll also give you the can, usually. Yeah, because nobody else, because nobody else is zero so enough to drink it. full can. There you go. Exactly. You exactly. See, we got recipe um, tips. we got travel tips. we got it all here on the Social Pro Show. Speaking of which... And, uh, you know, an, an uh, unpaid plug, I did notice that uh, Coke has got its uh, Share a Coke uh, program back out in the States uh, for the summer. It is the, you know, the first campaign in 10 years that boosted their sales, Jay, and there is a wider number of names on the bottles. I've already found some, uh, some family names, and it is prompting me to uh, share it with them, so... Uh, that is one of those campaigns that leverages social very, very well, and they're expanding it. So it'll be interesting to watch how it propagates this summer. Well, I hope they do the custom. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting to see my fiance, uh, my, my fiance's name. It's, it has yet to pop up. What is it? I've seen her middle name. What is not, her name? So her first name is Marjorie, and but she goes by Linda. So I've seen plenty of Linda, but no Marjorie. Oh, I bet you Marjorie's it's out there. Got to be out there. Kind of a Game of Thrones. Yeah, we'll check on that one. We'll, we'll see. We'll seek that out. And uh, yeah, I want the I want the custom one back so that we can just you know ask our listeners to go to the Share a Coke app or website and just put in Social Pros Podcast, right? And so on shelves you'll have the Social Pros. Well, we need to we need to ask our friends over at AMC Theaters because I think that program was paired with their theaters last summer. That's at least where our family found the. Uh, to print your own. Okay. Well, yeah, well, we've had them on the show. We can make that happen. We will follow we will follow up on that for sure. All right, we're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Eric, thanks so much uh, for being on the program. You were terrific. Congratulations on all the success at Jackson Hewitt and being able to answer that many questions in the middle of tax season in 15 minutes or less across a multitude of social media channels is certainly nothing to sneeze at. Congratulations to you. Looking forward to seeing where you go next on YouTube and beyond. 
next week on the Big Social Pros podcast, we have a friend of the program, a friend of all, uh, Mari Smith, who is a Facebook marketing expert, uh, social media influencer, and one of the nicest people on this planet. Delighted to speak to Mari about all things uh, Facebook and what's going on over there. And there's always a long list of things going on over there. So look forward to that next week. If you have not had a chance to review the show lately on iTunes, we would sure love your support there. And of course, you can find this podcast and 600 other and counting uh, shows of similar type and circumstance at marketingpodcasts.com. Until next week, I am Jay Bayer from Convince and Convert. He is the Diet Coke guzzling Jeff Roars from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And this, ladies and gentlemen, has been Social Pros. Thanks for listening to Social Pros. Please leave a review or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Salesforce Marketing Cloud, Shortstack, Affinio, Farmstack, and Cision, and is produced by Convince and Convert. Find more great shows like Social Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.